Thank you to the Patreon crew. You know who you are. James, got my back. Uh, Chris, you've got my back. And Daniel, always hitting home runs for Please Blow My Mind. If you're interested in supporting this podcast via Patreon, please consider donating a few bucks a month. Search Please Blow My Mind on Patreon.com and you'll find, uh, yeah, me. All the money goes into the podcast, which is a good feature. Thanks, everybody, for blowing my mind by joining me. Hope you're well wherever you are in the world. See ya. This is the reason why I love writing is because I can create these characters and maybe the world won't read them, but I'll read them and I'll know what this guy's going to do to that guy or what this lady's going to do to that lady. Um, and that's that's satisfying for me to know that I made this world. So I think that's, I don't know, there's probably a, a part of us that want to be creators. We want to create the world that, that we want and maybe things like wrestling or films speak to that. Danny, thanks for joining me, brother. It's awesome to um, finally connect with you after all of these years of like, I don't know, we worked together like 10 years ago and then we all kind of went different ways and I guess we've been just chatting offline, um, keeping in touch with kind of on the social medias and stuff, but it's been like 10 years, man, and 10 years is a long time, eh? You've been on the grind, I've been on the grind, we're also older, so... um, (laughs) (laughs) My hairline's... um my partner says is is, is 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 going backwards so um, yeah. Dude. <laughs> you know the interesting thing about when we caught up we were what were we what was our role at tvnz we were like creative junior, um junior creative producers i think junior creative producers but i was already 33 right so yeah. this what that's that that's the that's the hard case bit for me is i went into the the meeting and they said look we really like you will but there's nothing here would you consider taking a junior role? And I'll be like, I was like, hell yeah. Cause who doesn't want to get into making cool little movie promos and TV promos. And, and it's still one of my favorite jobs that I've ever had because you get to watch things all day. And whenever students or, you know, young people ask me, what should I do? I'm like, try and get into promos because yeah. you, get to be, you get to be a writer, a, a, um, you know, an editor and all these other things. And it will ultimately lead you forward. But I mean, I thought we might touch a little bit on that, bro. But, you know, because we've only been together in the kind of work environment, I was keen to pick your brains. Um, firstly, about how you got into creative. You know, mm-hmm. what what is it about your journey that led you down that path? Is that something that, you know, comes from family? Or is this something where you kind of took a bit of a detour? And And then secondly, like, you know, where did you kind of grow up? And, and what was the story before I met you at TVNZ? Well, that's, uh, uh, I guess. Uh, <laughs> and you've got seven later. minutes uh, dirty. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, well, nah. now, um, I guess uh, getting into creative, uh, I'd probably say in <laughs> my family, my, my siblings will kind of attest this, but it's like I was the, I guess, the creative spirit. Even though my brother, my older brother was a comic artist. He was uh, really into drawing and architecture and that. Mm. Um, I'm the one, I, I felt like I was the one that pursued it a bit better. I think it was... Um, I remember, um, I think the first movie I saw that made me want to get into the industry was Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship. And you recall, it was like the hype in New Zealand, right? Like it was the biggest thing. And this was pre-social media, pre-big internet 
TMZ and all of that. Um, anything in New Zealand that, anything American that happened in New Zealand was like global news in New Zealand. Like, right? It was like lead story on TV3 or whatever it was. And so the hype around the country was Lord of the Rings and um, the fellowship dropped. And I watched it with the family at like one of the premier events in Auckland City. And it lived up to expectation. It was an amazing film. And so much so that a couple of days later, me and my two older brothers, we went and watched it again. And then we stayed at the end of the film. Mind you, it was like a three-hour film. But we stayed at the end of the film watching the credits. And I just remember, I remember this just sitting at the end um, of the movie and watching the credits. And I saw so many names just scroll down. So many names that worked on this, like literally hundreds of names that worked on this uh, movie. And um, I just looked at them and I was like, I want to be one of those names, any one of those names. I don't care what the role is. I just want to be involved in whatever I just saw. I want to I do that. And um, so that was, I guess, the Kickstarter for that. And then went to high school. Didn't do so well in high school. Um, and... Uh, Upon leaving high school, I just didn't really have any options. I knew in the back of the mind I wanted to pursue some type of creative arts. And, uh, yeah, it was – there was a lot of other things that happened after that. Of course, um, of course. <laughs> uh, which kind of led me back to the path of um, going to film school, which which happened later on. Um, mm. That was pretty much, I guess, the initial Kickstarter was um, – Yeah, bro. Fellowship, I'd probably say, yeah. yeah. Isn't it amazing, eh, like – that that a journey can be kind of like guided by these moments and yeah. these and it's not kind of and, and it's not really clear because i guess these films aren't made to well i guess they're made to inspire in some way but they're ultimately made to make money i guess and the yeah, kind of nice backburner is that if you get a special mixture eh, of a bit of luck and a bit of care and a bit of solid intent that it actually has the another job which um, it's like this inspirational moment or, or, you know, look, I don't want to get too cheesy and I've talked about it a lot on this podcast, but I've had that recently with sitting down with my little two-year-old and not anymore, but about for the last six months, pretty solid every day we watch Moana from Disney Plus, right? And every day it was like the morning story. I got up, we make the bottle, we sit down, then we watch this whole film. And I kept watching this thing until I started actually looking at what was happening, you know? And I mean, two things struck me is that they actually laid out a bit of a, um, a question, which was, uh, you know, what have we forgotten and how can you get that information back? And I was like, yeah. damn, that's still relevant. You know, that's still relevant today. And then yeah. two, the other bit that's kind of, I've watched, you know, you watch, you watch, you watch. And then I um, kept seeing at the end, the shot, you know, it's time to music and she, she kind of sails forward, smile, boom, cut to black. And I'm like, no, 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 that's not the end of the story because that's actually a, a silly end because you can't jump forward to now and say it all worked out because it definitely didn't. And so, <laughs> and then I'm like, dude, it's a film and you're up with your baby and it's cool, it's cool, chill out. <laughs> but films have this way of communicating. And so I guess what is it communicating to, bro? What what is that? Is it these, like you know? And I want to go deep on that because because what is this inspiration? You know, why is it Lord of the Rings that captured you? My other question is, if Lord of the Rings hadn't captured you, do you think there would be a surrogate? Ooh, <laughs> um, 
Well, I was always fascinated by film anyway. It was, it was kind of my getaway. And so when, you're, uh, <laughs> when you come from a family that um, isn't necessarily wealthy, like a, a trip to the movie theatre is like the biggest thing on the calendar, right? So, right. you know, we, we weren't very uh, rich at all. Um, so any time that they could spoil me, um, it did happen. And it was usually through a movie. So it was kind of like, you know, it was like a, it was a great occasion and there was always yeah. great memories and fond memories around the movie experience and then just going there and watching whatever it was at the time, Aladdin, Lion King. Mm. I'm a big Disney kid. I'm a big Disney fan. I grew up on that. Um, but just even like some of the classic films too uh, of that era, I consider Independence Day classic. <laughs> I, I, I like those big action blockbusters as a kid. Um, but it's just, they, they act as timestamps for me because it's like, I can remember when I went to that film because it was my cousin's birthday. Mm. And it was a great day. You know what I mean? And all the explosions and all the fanfare and all of that stuff. I remember Matrix, 99 going to Matrix. Um. And um, I remember going in with my sister and her friend. And I watched the trailer and I was like, this looks whack. Like, I don't want to see Keanu Reeves. This guy was Bill and Ted. <laughs> and, then, and then you watch the movie and you're like, holy shit. And I clearly remember the moment I was there. I was there with my sister and her friend. And we left the theater like blown away. We're like, I, I need to see this again. I need mm. to go home and tell my brothers about this movie. So I think movies, even still, like, yeah, I probably would have found a surrogate. Um, I, just, I just think the hype of Lord of the Rings at that time in New Zealand and the fact that Kiwis were, Kiwis were doing it on this grand level was when I kind of realized that, oh, I can do this too. Like, I, you know, Wellington's literally down the road. Um, and, you know, some of those people look like people I've seen before, which most of them are Shaun Street actors. So, um, yeah, I mean, it just made it all viable, I think. Bro, that's awesome. Well, look, we'll go to a, a little break, but I think when we come back, what I'd like to explore is there's one thing to to be inspired and follow the dream, right? And I feel like the world's really good at saying, follow your dreams and you can be anything. I think the world also, maybe that's where the kind of creative and the movie fan, they, they have an insight, you know, like I've said it before, but it wasn't clear that Indiana Jones was going to win. He had to come over a lot of things he had to he had to you know there was a lot of obstacles and i like to think of the thousand other versions of him that got stabbed with the arrow that missed you know that didn't get crushed by the door but the thing is he did it or the character did it and i like the idea that for me that represents hope you know that represents um the the reason that you shouldn't give up because most likely you're not going to make it but if you dare to dream or go for it, you will. And, and I guess the interesting thing about that, not getting too motivational is that we're on that journey. We're all on that journey. There's no guarantees that we make it, that we crack this thing. And I think that's kind of why it's so beautiful because, because, um, you know, it's easy to talk to versions of us that have been there, done that. Uh, and I guess in some ways we are right. We're in control of a certain amount. So, I'd like to talk a little bit bro, about like the inspirations there. We're, we're plotting forward. We're navigating forward. Yep. But what are the kind of realities about that? So stay with us team. Be back with Danny in just a sec. Cool, Danny, we're back. Yeah, we talked a little bit about the break about the kind of, well, I was trying to frame it up, uh, the realities of following your dreams, you know, because... <laughs> You know, it's scary, right? And and it ain't guaranteed. And, and, you know, we love to 
dream for more, but the realities are sacrifice and, and, you know, the, the competition and all of that stuff. How's this journey been for you, bro? Do you kind of, do you allow yourself to think about, I guess, um, you know, the, the creative industry, the amount of uh, people that somehow find validation in, in chasing something, the importance, you know, the perceived importance of it. I mean, not so much during COVID because last thing I really <laughs> want to think about as a celebrity, but but definitely there's some uh, manner attached to this idea of, um, I guess, being able to craft a narrative, right? It's a human Whoever controls the story controls, I guess, somewhat of reality. Um, yeah, bro, what, what's it been like for you plotting the path forward to, you know, be your own boss, if you like? <laughs> it's been hard. <laughs> yeah, man, good. I'm happy you say that. Yeah, no, it's it's been stupid hard, but good hard. Um, mm. And I probably wouldn't have had it any other way. Um, film school was a grind. I went to uh, film school. I went to Unitech in Auckland and... Um, it, it wasn't present, but it just felt like Islanders weren't um, supposed to make it. And so in my first year, there was about 12 Pacific Island students. And then oddly enough, in the third and final year, there was four of us left. Right. And, and then I had to kind of look at some of the circumstances as to why a lot of my peers didn't make it. A lot of them had kids. A lot of them had families. Uh, one had a court case. <laughs> and it was just, you know what I mean? Like it was just, situations that are almost generational mm. and they're, they're, these are like little things that I could have fallen into too but um, I really want this like I, I really I really want this career to, to happen that's why it's been 15 years still <laughs> me chasing the dream but that's why I said it's hard it's hard and um, I, I don't find anything else more satisfying than when I create and make my own work um, during that time at school during uni and even after when I graduated, I was doing the typical thing of working on the doors. I was a bouncer, I was a security guard, and then most days I'd be um, working in a factory packing boxes. And so I was doing the, the stereotypical island stuff, but at the same time, and this is to not discredit any of the people, the wonderful people, we need those people in those jobs. Uh, but when I was working in those roles, bro, I was, I was dumbfounded. I was just like, what the f- like, what the hell am I doing with my life? And, um, I, you know, it's, even to this day, it's, it's hard. Like, I, I still haven't made a feature film. A lot of my, my peers have. But it's, it's, it's one that I, I still wake up every day excited to pursue, even though, you know, even though it's, it's, it's been a, a tough road up. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but aside from that, the experiences that I've had in my career as a, because as a, I freelance now as a content creator, um, bro, I've been able to travel the globe off the back of that, and that's been fun in itself. Um, so I've I've been able to tick a lot of um, bucket list things, um, except having my own films up. So that's kind of the next step for me. So, like, I'm fascinated with this idea of um, well, one the journey versus destination, right? And I mm-hmm. think we get caught in a little trap of um, when I get there, it'll be sweet. And if you're listening to people, they never say that, you know, they're like, it's a mo money, mo problem type thing. But, but, um, I guess one question I have is, let's say we both have a version of, and let's say everyone watching thinks, man, if I can just get there, it's going to be awesome. One of the things I'm concerned about though, is that we're all quite busy, right? This is part of the one-stop shop mentality. I can do a bit of this. I can do a bit of that. So, 
what I've noticed is, for example, this podcast is the first dedicated New Zealand podcast on public television, right? But there was no song and dance. There was no celebration. There was no ticker tape parade. This is, Will just went back to work. He kept watching Moana in the mornings, changing nappies. You know, the, you could say that he cracked it, right? Yeah. But when you're yourself, what you think about is, oh man, if I could get a bit of security now, you know, if I could, yeah. if I could get four months ahead of the rent instead of, you know, one a week type thing, would may, maybe then I could take time. So, and I actually don't think anyone will give you time. You're going to have to force the time to enjoy it. And I wonder if, you know, when you make your film, do you think you'll be able to have time to like, firstly, like enjoy it? What do you think? It's like, boom, the hammer's on. I've got to reply to this. That person was at the premiere. Yeah. I, uh, to be honest, I haven't really thought that far ahead. Mm. Um, but I kind of know what you're talking about. It's like you, you, you kind of hit these points and you go, like, like, is this the be or end or? And I, I kind of expect that um, once I do make one, um, I know myself creatively, I won't be satisfied because I'm never ever satisfied. <laughs> and I think that's just an artist thing. Yeah. Um, but it's all I've really wanted to do was just mm. to uh, make these stories, irrespective of um, how I feel at that that point of time, whether I crack it or not. Um, I just want to tell them like it's, it's the only thing I feel like I've, I've ever been good at. And it's the only thing that genuinely makes me happy. <laughs> and, and there is kind of like, even, even in, in my TV career or even content career, when I've worked with people and I've done amazing things and that like, I'll never, like I can sit on that happiness for a little bit, but it's almost like a drug bro. You have to revisit it again and, and, and do it again and do it even better. Um, but that's, that's, I guess I'll address that issue once, once it happens, I guess. Yeah, bro. No, well, it's interesting. It's fascinating, right? Because I guess for me, it always comes back to what, what are we chasing? Why are we chasing it? Who are we? What's the deal? Mm-hmm. You know, what's the point of all of this stuff? And, and I guess like some of those questions are, uh, are big ones, but I still like challenging myself because I, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of like things that get put down, condensed into kind of buzz words or sentences, you know, like, What's your why should be really powerful for me, but it doesn't mean anything to me. You know, um, finding happiness is the same thing. It's like even like drilling further down into like having good mental health. Like we yeah. talk about it like we know what we mean, but it's yeah. like trying to explain Lord of the Rings in a buzzword. It won't work. You have to sit there and go through the ups and downs and actually you realize that what Lord of the Rings is, is a conglomerate of this may happen, this may not, it nearly didn't, it kind of worked out, did it really, what happens next? And I I kind of, you know, I'm not sure that enough of us are willing to really explore that, which which is why I think it's so cool to, you know, talk with fellow creatives in this space because, or in any kind of creative space, you know, there's such joy that I get by doing this and yeah. and also by editing it you know i get a second round of fun i get to learn i get to examine and I, probably something like flow you know where you go into time starts to well i don't i don't actually feel the good bit of flow i get the annoyance of people 
breaking my phone. You know, shush, yep. you guys, you're too loud. But I actually don't care that they're loud or not in the family. It's just that I'm having such a good time in this little dopamine-filled world, bro, you know. So, yeah. And it's hard to explain. Is that how it is for you, man, when you're making your stuff, where you're filming and 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 writing and, and you know, cutting? Do you kind of go into a um, connection with it? I. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a weird one too. And now that I'm freelancing, I've been freelancing for the past three years now. And so the onus is on you to, for the most part, to, to meet these deadlines or work on these projects. Mm-hmm. And that could be kind of tricky. <laughs> yeah, so, because um, once you work in the TV business, there's, there's quite a rigid uh, streamline of work to go through, as you know. Um, but yeah, just in terms of, of creative flow, like I've, I've been doing a lot more writing now. So what I studied at film school was um, screenwriting. It was uh, writing for screen and theatre. And that's what I graduated in. And so that was always kind of my goal was to be a screenwriter. And so for the past two, two, three years, I've been writing a lot more. And um, I go through these weird little pockets of, um, like it's hard for me to, I'll spend most of my time just staring at a page, like a blank page with the idea in my head. And then I'll stare at it for like a good couple of hours and then I'll go away and play video games. But then every now and then, and it's the same, similar with my editing too, when I'm doing like fun stuff for myself, um, I'll hit a creative pocket and I'll be on it for like a good five, six, seven hours straight, like no distractions. And, and even though it might read crap or look crap on, on first go, like it, it's, Bro, it's like a it's like a high, right? Like you just like I feel great about it, and then it, it disappears, and I don't see it <laughs> for a couple of days, and then I have to refine whatever I've got in front of me. And but that's I guess the genesis for a lot of my um my own projects rather than the ones that I get paid for. Um, so yeah, I don't know if that answers the the question, but yeah, I do get into creative pockets in that. Yeah, yeah, and look, I, I will go to a quick break, but what I like is that people watching, they can get an insight, right? Because what I want to bring <laughs> is conversations that expand the bubble, you know, to different fields. And and so, yes, a little bit for me is like, why are we doing our stuff? But the other bit is, what is it that when you enter into that you're entering into, you know? Because I, I think one of the things that I always want to be a, a positive push for is really plot that path like have a good navigation aim. I think this has helped people in the past, you know, metaphorically and physically, but that takes time, you know, to sit down and be inspired and to work out what the hell you love and what you don't. And then, and then go for it, you know, and that's what will, I think those, you know, moments where you say you're in seven hours of, you know, this deep, intense relationship with the art that helps you for the next 70 hours where it sucks, you know, and um, somewhat lot of, like a relationship or something. Uh, yeah, okay, stay with us, team. We'll be back with Danny in a second. Bro, one of the questions I had for you was the kind of one-stop shop mentality, you know. Uh, it's something I think about quite often. You can do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You know, can you have to be quite proficient with, say, audio recording, um, also capture, making sure that, you know, I guess the technical is right, the lighting, the sound, like it, everything that people normally ignore until you muck up and then it's highlighted for everyone to see. Yeah. Do you kind of like the magic trick part of it where if you do your job well, people are taken on a journey, 
but there's almost no acknowledgement to the hard work you put in. <laughs> wow, what a question. Um, it's the finer details, eh? it's the subtleties that a lot of people um, forget. And are, are you saying, do I enjoy that or do I? Well, I, put it this way. If Peter Jackson knew that he inspired you to push forward with your career, that's mm-hmm. the buzz I think he would take away from it. But okay. he might not know this. And that's a yeah. problem in my opinion because <laughs> it's, he laid out a magic trick almost that is so awesome mm-hmm. that he will never know the, the awesomeness of it. And I just wonder if, if we're surgeons, right, we get yeah. to statistically measure these things. I've helped this many people. I've fixed this. I'm amazing in these areas. But people will only come to us when there's something to fix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, I mean, it's a, yeah, that's a hard one. Like I, I don't think Peter Jackson set out to inspire. Like I don't think his first goal was to inspire people. Right. It's just, yeah. I, I look at, like I've come to like I I've come to a point in understanding now with myself that I, I really just want to impress myself. Mm, that's awesome. <laughs> and, I, and I say that, and it, like it sounds um, self gratifying. It's you know it sounds selfish, but it's like why am I doing this? Because I want to tell my stories, mm. and if I'm not happy with my stories, then why am I telling it? And I feel someone like um, Peter Jackson, and a lot of a lot of filmmakers, a lot of creatives. Um, they have to be selfish. They have to service themselves first before they start recognizing everything around them. And um, when, I, when I'm hired to work for people, uh, yeah, those, those elements come into play where it's, it's about them. It's, it's about the overall process. But mm. if, I'm, if I'm writing my own story, if I'm working on my own project, then I've gotten to a point now, and it's taken me a good 15 years, that my voice and my my reading of the story is the most important part before it mm. goes to anyone else. Um, but yeah, that's, mm. yeah. I think that's a nice way of looking at it. And look, I try hard and look, we're all trying to do this, not overgeneralized, but I will say on average, some areas which, which I work through in real time is my mother, who's Cook Island raised me in a way that to be polite first. Right. Yep. And this has served me really well until I need to stand up to somebody and then it's a challenge. And I wonder how you've dealt with this. How do you deal when you're dealing with a tougher personality? Um, when you're dealing with, you know, someone who uh, is doing a bit of finger pointing, I'm almost 40 bro. And I still, this is the one area of my life, which, you know, I have anxiety because how do you tell someone particularly above you that you might not think they're as good as their projecting it's well we've come through the same system of broadcast and then also the same system of upbringing too mm-hmm. and I, I like to think of myself coming into the game as this really nice polite guy and you said service me too bro but um as as brutal and as much as it sucks you you have to you have to you have to grow the kahunas to to tell these guys off and, and let them know. And I think it's made easier today because of technology, because of, you know, we don't need to necessarily service the networks anymore. We don't um, need to service these production houses. There's so much technology at our disposal that like, like I've got a cinema camera. I'm going to, I'm going to film something at the end of the year, a short film, and I don't need the film commission to do it. It would be nice to have a million dollars. Yes. 
But um, if you really, really want it and you really, really want to tell your own story, there is a lot of opportunities to do that. And I've seen so many of my peers do that um, at the same time. And so, yeah, it, like growing up poly, Polynesian, that, that's, that's our thing, bro. We, mm. we grow up very respectful to our idols, the people above us. Mm. Um, and I think a lot of us now have grown to a point where we've got to understand that the same family, it's business. <laughs> yeah. And we've got to be able to differentiate between those. Um, as much as uh, in New Zealand, it, it kind of has, still has that sense of family in it when you're working in the industry. Mm. Um, I've had friends come back from the States tell me some horrific stories about working in the industry True. and just how brutal it is. And it's like, well, maybe we are a bit soft in New Zealand in that regard. We're definitely hard workers. We're very respectful people, but we have to draw the line as, as professionals too. Mm. And, um, and not for ourselves. So, but it took me a good couple of years to get over that, bro. Cause at TVNZ or the other networks I worked at, you know, I did get run over a lot of times, bro. Like I, I honestly like, yeah. No, no, and, and, it's, and, but it's awesome that, because there's power in being able to kind of say, no, 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 this isn't just admitting that we did. It's saying that we're acknowledging it and learning from it, you know, because this is how I feel about it. And, and, and actually, I think there's true power in being able to, to do that and share that, right? It's not just about seeing the good versions of how it all plays out. It's like, it's, it's the journey along the way, which is, you know, why I'm trying to, I'm trying to bank everything deep within on this because if you can enjoy the journey i think it helps you so much more than it'll be so good when we're there you know i think yep. about it like the people we went to school with who were like awesome then and i don't know if this is true but maybe people will have this feeling the people who were the coolest at school it's like they used up all of that awesomeness then <laughs> you know it's that 50 cent line uh, that damn homie in high school, you were the man, homie. <laughs> the fuck happened to you? <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, I get it too. Like, there was a lot of the jocks in that. They were supposed to be the next big thing. Mm. And, uh, yeah, they, you look at them now. It's not to degrade them, but it's just like, yeah, there is a sense of that sometimes. Mm. We'll take a break, bro, and I'd love to come back and, look, I guess just talk a little bit about where you see the future. I'd also like to chat a bit about your podcast. You know, that's one of the things that's been popping up for me is these interviews you're doing. And um, I see them as kind of archival conversations, you know, where really capturing some good stuff, bro. So, so uh, yeah, stay with us, brother, and be back in just a sec. Why'd you start the podcast? What was the, what was the genesis of that? I was bored during COVID. <laughs> um, pretty much. No, I, I, like I've always been meaning to do one. Uh, I'm a massive uh, Joe Rogan fan, mm. Joe Budden fan. Um, I listen to a lot of hip hop podcasts, massive hip hop fan. And then so about three or four years ago, in my mind, I was like, there's not enough Pacific Island podcasts. And so I've been playing this in my head. And then COVID gave me time to actually work on some projects that I've been meaning to do because all my contracts got cut during that three-month stint. And so I had time to myself and then um, I figured to, to make the podcast. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to make a Pacific Island podcast. Started doing my research. And bro, there's so many. <laughs> and they're all amazing. And I was like, oh, there's, I haven't actually been listening to my own people. Right. And so 
it was a great opportunity for me to um, discover, like I knew you were doing your thing too, but there were so many others, like not just in New Zealand, but in Australia right. and America. And I was like, man, this is crazy. Like, how did I miss all of this? And it was mm. out of ignorance and it made me feel a bit sad. So um, I call my podcast like the racist podcast because I only talk to Polynesian Pacific Island people. <laughs> and uh, I've got a lot of friends of here trying to jump on. I was like, no, no, no. You need a passport for that. Um, so essentially what it was, bro, it was just, um, it was, uh, it was, having time off during COVID to put some, some thought into a project and this became the project. And it was just to talk to um, a lot of the people on my podcast are, are good old friends. So whenever I call them, they sound like that anyway. So I just wanted to capture those natural conversations. And then the people that I don't know was just um, getting to know them or people that I'm, I'm naturally fascinated by and, and, and want to explore. Yeah. yeah, bro. It's an awesome hack, really, to get time with people too, right? Like, yeah, um, that's one of the things that I often tell people about podcasting is, you know, you, you, it's still, and it's getting kind of to the end of that tether, I think, but it's still this kind of, oh, yeah, I'll do a podcast. You know, yeah. I'll jump on your podcast. Whereas if you said, hey, well, you got five minutes for a coffee. Oh, no, 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 sorry, I'm too busy for that. But yeah, that's a good one. one. Yeah. Um, there's this cool little bit of acknowledgement, which I think cuts to the very deepness within us which is like of course i want to have a chance to talk about who i am you know and, <laughs> and the, the beauty of the podcast though is it becomes this two-way relationship you know where where we uh, uh, what i love is we in real time trying to keep each other afloat you know that's a that's a it's a very human thing i can imagine this happening around campfires or mm-hmm. you know looking at the stars or something like that which is i'd like to try that one time how do you do a podcast where you're actually outside and in nature and if it still holds up or um yeah because we are these kind of technological things now too right like you know i don't know how much you're doing on social and and how often the phone is attached but for me man it's like this parasite you know and it's the it's uh, it's hard to know uh because we're on the real-time grind need this thing something's happening i need to capture that Mm. and so i find myself what don't i need to capture and what is that balance between um because i go through waves you know like today i i wanted to give a bit more love to this podcast so i wrote out the intro to one of the podcasts coming up and i'm like i don't really like it but it helps me then just winging it on the spot but maybe i like winging it you know it's like this it's a war in your head, eh, bro? And, and, but, but look, I will say I think it's a worthy one. It's a worthy war because ultimately, I guess, I guess by you know, doing the podcast and reaching out to people and exposing ourselves, we're actually hopefully strengthening, would you say? Strengthening yeah. who we are. And you, know, you and I can talk in any scenario now, right? We might not know all the answers. Might get a bit nervous at times, but you know, I guess that's one of the things about. Um, what was I listening to in one of your recent podcasts where you're talking? Who was the wrestler fella? Oh, Tox Fully is a good friend yeah. of mine. Yeah. Yep. And you're talking about the doco you made and going around the place. And I mean, yep. like the, uh, uh, like the, you know, the our immunization to life or whatever that is. What is it called? The, um, What's the bit in us that fights off the bugs? Um, our, sorry, I've just gone blank. Immune it's system? A, no, it's immune um, system. Right, right, that yeah. is. Immune system. The immune system we have to people and being able to connect and 
observe must be huge mm. when you do like what did, what did you say in that podcast you traveled to four different cities in um Aussie. yeah yeah so we did um so yeah so he hit me up to, to we're good friends we're already working on stuff on the side and then so he commissioned me um through his company to tour with him uh new japan pro wrestling which is the so there's wwe in america there's mm-hmm. new japan in asia so it's kind of the the asian counterpart with the I guess the opposite. And so they commissioned me to do a, a mini doco around with, with the group of guys they had in Australia. So it was like four nights, four different States and um, four different wrestling shows. And it was such a crazy insight into that world. Like I'm a massive pro wrestling fan from a kid, um, but I got to see what it was like up in person. And it was like, so uh, like I was just in awe of these men just, throwing each other around <laughs> and then going to their hotel, flying out to a different state and then doing it again. And I was like, these guys are crazy. <laughs> I'm not doing this. Did you have yeah, full access to stuff? Sorry? Did you have full access to everything? Everything. So yeah, I had backstage everything. I got to, I got to sit on, on one of the, two of the wrestlers um, organizing their match. So, you know, it's, it's, it's got this, um, what do you call it? So they know the outcome of it mm. and they just have to, you know, go through the, um, the process of getting to it. So it's kind of like a, it's like a story. It's beginning, middle, end. And they talk about these key points and then they just go out there and get a feel for it. And so I, I was having lunch at this buffet. Well, two of the top wrestlers in the company were talking about their match and how they were going to structure it. And it was just like, so like bizarre to me. Cause it's like, cause as a kid, you, you think it's real. And, and, you know, my heart shattered when I found out it wasn't, but then I'm sitting in this room listening to these two wrestlers talking about how they're going to, yeah, you, you throw me over there and then I'll jump on top and then that's when you grab a chair. And then maybe maybe the fans might do something and then I'll probably let one of the fans punch you in the face. And I'm like, this is so insane. Like, they're doing this right in front of me. Um, and then I went and watched the match afterwards and they did it to a T. And I was like, really? so amazing. I had the memory to recall, to call back to all of that and then go and perform it. But that's what a professional wrestler does. So it's like, it was so awesome to see that and, and play and document it. But I didn't, I wasn't allowed to showcase that stuff. It was just what happened on the actual tour. Yeah. That's so, you know, I don't know, maybe I'll think about it later, but I can't help but feel that the space we're talking about is the kind of hybrid between reality and, you know, fake or not fake, but make believe. Yeah. Um, Yet it's all real, right? Very, really yeah. wrestle. It's just they had a bit of a plan, but it didn't change it for the people watching. Just like yeah. we know Frodo was an actor and you know, all of these things, but it didn't matter. And I, I think I said it to you before and I'll say it again. What is that talking to within us? What, what do you think it's talking to? What, why do we have this need to, to believe? What is it? I think it's escapism. I just, I, yeah, it's, it's a sad one because it's not as if our lives aren't exciting enough if we don't make it, you know what I mean? But there's just a, I guess, a sense of us trying to, um, like for me, wrestling was just fun because I wish I, I was the rock. <laughs> like every someone could, that, um, but to see him on that platform, on that stage, rock all those crowds, it was kind of like, I wish that I was that guy. And it was just, I mean, we incorporate that into our storytelling. We, we try and like, relive these emotions, these real emotions, but on a, a different plane, so to speak. Yeah, it's, it's, 
Yeah. So what you're saying is the pursuit, <laughs> I'm not really saying this, what you're saying, but one thing that popped into my mind is, oh, I'm making this weekly podcast, trying to push my thinking out to make life a little bit more bearable. Because if I really just sat down and realized that it's just another day, another dollar, you could probably quickly get to a spot where you're not happy, right? I think so. I think that's, that, that sums it up well. Like, yeah, I think that's it. Mm, damn, that's going to make me think for a while. Because <laughs> I would say that you should still pretend then that, and I use pretend on purpose, uh, and I'll, I'll explain a little bit of what I'm thinking, but pretend it is this mystical thing. You know, just like when the Hulkster came out and did his thing. It's mystical. It's iconic. It's legendary. Mm. But to know that it's there so you feel like life is that is really out of it to think, you know, that it is not real, but it's still needed, you know, the, you know, it's the hope maybe, eh? you know, like. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's strange. Like I'm constantly exploring that with my work too. And is like for me, there's, there's nothing better than creating a piece of work, whether it's editing or writing and then visualizing it. Um, but the sucky part is, is that sometimes that might not get funded. But mm. at the same time, I've gone through the process of living it. And, and like, this is the reason why I love writing is because I can create these characters and maybe the world won't read them, but I'll read them. And I'll know what this guy's going to do to that guy or what this lady's going to do to that lady. Um, and that's, that's satisfying for me to know that I made this world. So I think that's, I don't know, there's probably a, a part of us that want to be creators. We want to create the world that, that we want and maybe things like wrestling or films speak to that probably. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Well, and they did, they did to you, right? When you went to watch Lord of the Rings. So there is a part of it that's real. It's, it woke. It's not like you were sitting there thinking, I'm bored. What am I going to do with my life? Yeah. So I did talk to something. And uh, uh, one thing I was mentioning before is I've been dabbling a lot in learning breathing techniques better so mm-hmm. I can better understand. You know, like, like the breathing is the only automated system that we can like tap into. And I think most people don't realize that that's for a reason. You can control a lot of the feelings you get through, you know, going back to these slow nasal breaths. But anyway, one yep. of the things I'm fascinated with, bro, is that I'll hop in the ice bath, right? And I'll measure myself because um, when most people think of the ice, they think of <gasps> when you hop in. And so the goal, and this is a, uh, it's like pretending there's hope or pretending there's real cool things. All I do is simulate calm and I still get the benefit of calm. So I don't even have to actually be calm. I just have to pretend it or act it, you know? So when you act calm, even in the cold where you want to, uh, my yeah. brain or whatever's up, go happening up here, fight or flight, whatever, it thinks, huh, you're calm. So I will enact the right chemical balance for your calmness. That's and crazy. Like, you can with breathing. Crazy. Yeah. So that's like willpower, right? Like you're just. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, it's weird for me to think about that you don't have to actually be calm simulating it's enough and and i wonder i'm just trying to tie it in because it feels like this to me here that you know that yes there the blunt truth might be there might not be anything out there but it's still Mm. worth maybe not believing but but pretending there is because you get this cool thing you know you get 
the right, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's uh, the dopamine or, you know, the, the enjoyment or the acknowledgement or the thing that gets you through the really hard moment. Because I, I guess at its deepest level, man, we're missing something, eh, in this modern world. Lots of people are very unhappy, and I'm sure people were always very unhappy, but so unhappy that it's not worth it anymore. And that's a whole different ball game for many. Yeah. No, what is it exactly that we're missing? And uh, and maybe you know we're out of time, and everyone's like, "Oh, dude, what is it?" And it's like, I don't know. We all don't know. No one really knows. And be wary of the ones who say they do. <laughs> yes, be wary of those woke ones. Yeah, because I like listen. I don't. I don't imagine like you talked about it earlier uh, about when I re- reach that point of releasing a film, right? And whether that's going to satisfy me. I know for a fact that it won't. Mm. But it's going to be, for me, it's a milestone. And when I leave this place for good, I just want to make sure that my milestones um, can speak to generations before me. And that's enough for me to know whether it's a shit movie or not. It's just, it's, it's been there. Like Danny left his mark. And that's mm. pretty much it for me. Um, but yeah, it's that, 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 that constant need and want of trying to get there. Um, yep. That kind of, yep. a lot of my peers have, have fell by the wayside and I don't blame them because it is, it is a hard, journey um but i don't see me doing anything else really so i love it i absolutely love it it's a it's a burden worth taking on um danny i want to thank you bro for joining us on the podcast and sharing a bit you know just a bit let's do these more you know i'm like convinced that this this is the way forward that we've got to capture the stuff and celebrate the wins and cry together about the crap stuff and and if we do that you kind of give permission for people who you know, may not be, uh, you know, down this journey of, um, well, putting yourself out there, right, for people to, like, pick at and prod at and, and to, and I said to my wife today, look, I'm, I've failed heaps, but I, I think what's cool about me, or this is the story I'm telling myself, the narrative is that I'll try again, I'll try again. Yep. So, yes, you can, I'm vulnerable because I let people know it's obvious when it doesn't go well. They'll They'll guard all that for them. And I'll say mm. to Moni, my wife, I think that comes out in other ways for them. It comes out in a giant pool of crap. You know, when when they get revealed, it's Bill Cosby bad, right? Yeah. I'll be letting you know my vulnerability. So short term, you can pick prod, you know, any hole in me. You can use it against me and, and you know, good good for that. But eventually, one of the, only one needs to be right, you know, and it will be the one thing that gets right that when you actually tie it back, it's the amount of, you know, that went wrong, that went wrong. So you're actually just navigating and learning while you're going. It's obvious to me. It's just not obvious when you're on the spot trying to explain it to people. So, you know, that's why I think it's awesome what, you know, you're up to, bro. It's like just, yeah, there's way easier ways to make money, right? There's way more secure ways. But as far as I know, everyone who trades security in for this, idea of freedom is just you know up against it um brother where can people follow your journey if they want to um, connect with you uh, watch some of your work um, listen to the podcast or contribute uh so uh, pretty hefty on uh, instagram so it's uh one underscore island underscore films someone else already took one island film so one island films you'll see it um and then there's uh, one island podcast uh, which is just one island podcast. So uh, that's all on Instagram. And then that kind of filters through to YouTube and Spotify. Mean, yeah, thanks so much for joining us, brother. It's been awesome to reconnect. Thank you, man. Good to see you again. Mm-hmm.